Hey, welcome back, everybody, to part two of Are the Gifts for Today. Uh, we ended up going um, so long on this with just so much incredible information and just such great dialogue that we broke this up into two different pieces, a part one and a part two, uh, because we wanted to be more digestible. Um, that way, you know, you might have a chance to watch the first one and you don't have to remember where you left off because you can finish that one before you start the second one. So we're going to continue on with our discussion on Are the Spiritual Gifts for Today. Um, and I just like to thank my good friend, Pastor George Gray, for allowing me to be on this podcast. And here comes part two. One of the things that I've noticed is the, the, the countries with a long democratic history have the hardest time accepting the offices of apostle prophet. And mm. I, I think it has something to do with not wanting to give over that level of authority to a, to a religious person. Sure. You know, sure. and uh, one of the, if you think about the time before the, before the Dark Ages, the church operated pretty consistently with those roles. They weren't necessarily as defined as as we might like them to see. But when the when the Catholic Church took over during the during that that time, it became, I mean, authority was lorded over. It was it was you know it was ruling with an iron rod kind of kind of authority. And then the Reformation comes, and in the process of the Reformation. Most of the foundational arguments for these doctrines were established. You know, you know what? These offices don't exist anymore. The gifts don't exist anymore. The authority of, 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 you know, a single person over a large amount of the church that doesn't exist anymore. And so we've, we created this situation where we've, we're, we've found freedom from a totalitarian theocracy. Um, and in that process, we have, I think, clipped our own wings. Absolutely. By, by eliminating this role altogether. And I think it was, uh, it was hasty. It was not done well. It was poorly thought out. Um, but it's just something I've noticed in the, in, in that process where you get into more of the second and third world countries. They don't have a problem with these. Now that creates yeah. other issues because now you have these whack jobs who have just claimed that they're Jesus and they're their, they're their apostles and they don't know, you know, they don't know their Bible from, you know, a hole in the ground. We'll just leave that there. <laughs> Yep. Um, so that that creates abuses in other directions, but that doesn't mean that the offices are not still very much legitimate for today. So anyway, keep keep going. No, so I mean, you said, it, and I'm glad you said that because it is. It goes back to keeping the gift in check, understanding where the authority comes from, and again, you can, um, you know, all of these. I mean, we we we're, we. We've talked about false teachings. You can have false prophecy. Um, you can have pastors that are, are doing anything but pastoring their flock in their church, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you can have evangelists that are evangelizing for the wrong reasons. And yeah. I think in, in a lot of those situations, God still works in those situations. He may be using that person, but it doesn't mean that person's right before God with what they're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm not, and I'm not, um, legitimizing it in any way, or I'm not saying that's okay, but, uh, we serve a God that, that does still can reach people. Uh, you know, I, I think of that um, verse. I don't know the exact verse, but I believe it's Paul that's talking about um, these these people are basically have all the wrong motives when they're preaching God's word. But that's okay because at least the word of God, at least the gospel is getting carried on. So he doesn't yeah. legitimize what they're doing, but he acknowledges that God can work through them. But yeah. when you realize that someone is not operating properly and and we talked about this last podcast so we're not going to go into it um you know you you really need to get before the lord and and, and figure out what he wants you to do and and yeah. and use that as an opportunity to discern and understand mm -hmm. uh, but 
we'll all go into next is, you know, so when you look at the five offices, now you look to the gifts of the spirit. And of course, you know, if somebody might, somebody might say, okay, well, the offices are there, but we don't have the gifts of the spirit. They ended, you yep. know, after in that age. And there's some scriptures that we can pull up that are going to um, refute that pretty quick. Um, so thank you, George, for the gifts. So if you look at those, it's interesting because not the people, people reference the, the, the the ones with pizzazz all the time, right? The oh, gift yeah. of prophecy, the gift yeah. of tongues, the gift of but you know, administration, discernment, uh exhortation, right? Which is as it can also be encouragement, right? And in um faith. I, I, I love that one where uh and George, you and I were talking about mm-hmm. this offline where, you know, somebody we have to have faith to believe, right? We have to have faith in the God, but somebody comes in with the gift of faith, yeah, right, the spiritual gift of faith and comes into a situation and just kind of like, you know, for lack of a better word, uh, just kind of amplifies the situation and just, yeah. they, they bring in this gift and they just, they encourage in it and they exhort. It could be, there could be a, um, keep in mind too, uh, one thing I want to say is you could operate in a number of these gifts. You may have a real calling or a gifting or God is using you specifically in maybe one or two of those more often, but you certainly can operate in those gifts. You do find that a lot of times um, somebody, God has kind of called somebody to or is using them specifically consistently in one of the gifts. Um, yeah. But, you know, leadership is, is, yeah. is a gift. And, you know, uh, I mean, I'm, you were you were laughing, George, about administration. Anybody that's had hasn't had a good administrator at a church yep. um, for a season understands just how Yep. important that gift is and yep. so well and you and you see stuff like the the people love the gifts that also can be equated to an office you know and <laughs> and they, they they it becomes a, a a a spot but if you look if you look at the list of the gifts they're all things that are imparted to somebody else other than me so if, if god is using me in any of these things the gift is imparted to those who are receiving the benefit of the gift that's right. You know, so That's as right. you know, if God God has used me in, in in healing a number of times over the years, I didn't get healed. You know, I still have a host of physical problems. I didn't get healed; they did. So the gift That's was right. was was I was a vehicle in which God brought that stuff. So if you think about this in the life of Jesus, you see all kinds of things. So the gift of administration in in the life of Jesus, you can see it in different ways. That you know, when they were the feeding of the five thousand, Jesus said, "Gather them in groups." of and he separated them so he he created a situation where this was logical and orderly and it was going to work fine this is separated now we know how much we have to do that is an administrative gift but it wasn't given to jesus it was given through jesus to the people who received it that's right you see that's right discernment yeah discernment exhortation you know, I can stand up in a room all day. I mean, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a preacher. I can I can preach to myself all day long. I'm not going to listen, but I can preach to myself all day long. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like all of these things are given through the willing in the willing believer to someone else. Even faith. And I was just thinking about that. When you walk into a room and that that person who has the gift of faith, they can light the room up because they are imparting faith to other people. Who That's may right. be dealing with doubt and lack and, and, and depression and they're, they're helping them bring that up. And so God is pouring faith into them and that faith is being poured out to other people. This is yeah, just, absolutely. it's just consistent with the way God has worked all through history, you know, but it's interesting because when you, when you look at these other gifts, most people will say, absolutely, they're given through you, not to you. 
And then you get to healing and prophecy and they're like, except those, you know, it's except those. It's not, it's not good enough to say God uses me in the, in the gift of healing. I have to say, I am a healer, you know, or God uses me in the, in the prophetic gifting. I have to say, I am a prophet. I've got to declare myself. Now imagine doing that with other things. I am a spirit empowered administrator. <laughs> I people would look at you and go, so they don't care, you know. I am a spiritually empowered discerner. But it does, it does you go back to it goes back to some people unfortunately, they want the title. You know, yes. and, and, and they like the title. Um, but you know, any, if you've seen anybody operate in any of these gifts that you've got listed here, I mean, it, it, they yeah. are, you can tell when someone is truly gifted from the Lord in that, but you're right. I mean, when you look at a gift of hospitality, I, I would tell you that my wife, um, has, yeah. operates in a number of spiritual gifts. She has an incredible gift of hospitality. And when she does that, like she's doing things I wouldn't have even thought of. She's getting compliments from people. Like they're just like, wow. And I'm like, you know, this is, she's, she's, but it's coming so natural to her. And, and in the process of that, she's encouraging people and she's blessing people. Um, but it, yep. what's happening is what you just said. Everybody else is receiving the gift. God is just using her with that gift of hospitality or whatever else she's doing. Uh, she's a gift of prophecy. That's right. She's the vehicle. She's the conduit for it. And so I think that's, it's, and I'm glad we're talking about this because I think it's important that we have that foundation laid. Um, as we talk about, you know, the fact yeah. that the fact that these gifts are very much for um, yeah. today. So let, let, let look yeah. at this list right here now. And, and this is a, this is a challenge that I've actually put forward to people who are cessationists. Um, and if anyone's watching, I put it in the comments and I will I will respond to you. Pick one of these gifts and please explain to me how these these this list here is not for today. You know, ex explain to me how administration is not for today. How is discernment not for today? Faith, that's not for today. Giving is Ser not for today. Serving. 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 Well, yeah. Good thing I'm in, I, I can, the good thing I live in the New Testament times, I can be messy. I can be ignorant. I can be rude. I don't have to follow anyone's lead. And, you know, I don't have to do anything. If anyone needs help, no, I, sorry, I don't have the gift of serving. So, cause the spiritual gifts are not for today. And by the way, I can be unwise at the same, at the same time. And you keep know, in mind this is that if you're going to say, well, it doesn't, you know, you can do it. You can be gifted in it, but it's not a gift of the spirit, you know, or, you know, you yeah. can be operating that, but it's not. Then now you're going right back to creating your own doctrine because you're picking yeah. and choosing exactly. because the, the, the God's word does not say, well, these gifts yep. are this. But, you know, because people yeah. don't realize that, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, if you're gifted for uh, like I was just talking about hospitality or are you gifted in helps? Um, I was a part of a church that had a whole helps ministry. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, it was really I mean, it was incredible and you know if you're if you're well i'm gifted and you know uh i'm i'm operating in discernment yep. again if you're a christian a spirit-filled christian and you're functioning in one of these areas it is from the holy spirit because yeah. you are functioning in a level that's not of this world um yep. and so you don't get to pick and choose which ones are for today and which ones are not yeah and let me let me throw you uh throw, throw this out and tell me what you think of it and this is this is something that i've this is a personal, this is a, a, a disclaimer. This is a personal view. Okay. 
that the list of the gifts of the Spirit that we see in the Bible was never meant to be a complete list. Um, and the reason I say that is because out of the 13 letters that Paul wrote to the churches, it's only found in one. And it's only partial. You get to, uh, there's, a, there's a small list in Ephesians, and it's like almost happenstance. It's a small list in Corinthians. There's this, you know, they're, they're scattered all over anyway, and there's nothing in Romans. So if, if, if Paul's book to, to, to the church in Rome is referred to as the most comprehensive understanding of the doctrine of Christ and of redemption uh, in, in, all, in all of the New Testament writings, why is this not in there? Now, the application of the Spirit is in there. And when I look at it, I look at it as Paul is reminding us. So the gifts of the Spirit, in, in my personal opinion, exist as, a, as a, an amplifier for the gospel message. They're there to clear the road. You know, if, if a, um, if, if, you know, if someone's, you know, destroyed life and their, their lack of, 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 uh, any kind of organization in their life is a roadblock to the gospel, then God will bring in the gift of administration through someone to clear the road to make room for the gospel. That's what I see in the life of Jesus. So that would make sense to me that what Paul is trying to tell us here is that no matter what the obstacle is in front of you, if you stay open to the leading of the Spirit, God will gift you with whatever is needed to get through the roadblock so the gospel can go forward. And that makes sense to me as to why there is no comprehensive list anywhere in Scripture. There's also no comprehensive list through the Old Testament. However, all of the spiritual gifts are present in the Old Testament and more. You know, I mean, we talk about weird spiritual gifts. Let's talk about Samson. You know, how about the spiritual gift to beat up hundreds of people, to kill hundreds of people with the jawbone of a donkey? And by the way, it says, and the spirit of the Lord came on him. And, yes. so, and yeah. so, um, well, George, how, will you talk about that a little bit? Because I thought that, I think that's great that, you know, we, you and I were talking offline, um, you know, where you talk about it going from, you know, we'll kind of call it, um, uh, the, the way that it was done uh, through the Levitical law and through some of the ways it was done, those gifts were expressed in the Old Testament. Oh, yes. So the freedom that we have through yeah. Christ. Will you, will you talk through that a little bit with the, sure. with the yeah. kids listening at home? Yeah, we were talking, uh, we were talking about the application of the gifts because people say that the gifts are a New Testament thing. Well, the gifts are just a New Testament thing. No, no, they're not. They're, they're, they've never been a, a New Testament thing. So let me, let me show you uh, uh, one section of scripture here. I put this up here. This is uh, 1 Samuel 16 and, and Judges 16. And in 1 Samuel, it says, um, but the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. Okay, so in order for the spirit of the Lord to depart, he has to have it. The, the spirit of God cannot leave you unless it is with you. So that means there was an, and, and this, this can weird out people who don't like the argument, there was an indwelling of the spirit of God through the Old Testament. And at the same time, you have Judges 16. This is Samson after he got his hair cut. And it says, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. This is Delilah telling, telling him after she bound him. And then, you know, and then he woke up. And he says, so he awoke from his sleep. Remember, he's tied. And he said, I will go out as before and at other times and just shake myself free. I'll just rip these bonds because I have the gift of strength. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. And that gift was, that gift was removed. So when we talk about the applications of the gifts of the Spirit, we, we have to remember that this is, in the New Testament, this is nothing new. And because it's nothing new, we have to remember that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if God is the same, why would he suddenly not give to his people 
what he has always given to his people. Now, the difference today is that there was a Levitical tradition that separated the common man from the, the, the presence and the spirit of God. So to, uh, today, I mean, we, we keep forgetting that when there's a reason why the gospels say, and the, the curtain of the temple was torn from top to bottom. Do you have that, George? I think we have that scripture that yeah. we can uh, put up there. So let's put uh, that up because it'll, it'll I, go into... Yeah, uh, I actually don't have that one. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Do I? Yeah, Mark 15. There it is. There you go. Uh, with a loud cry, so, Jesus' breath. A, yeah. And and now you think about this. Every word in the Bible is precious real estate. There's nothing there by accident. And to make a point, to not only say it was torn, but torn from top to bottom. Now, you have to ask yourself, where was the curtain secured? Anyone who's ever hung a curtain knows it's the strongest at the top. And if you look at a flag that is flapping in the wind, where does it always fray? At the bottom, the part farthest away from the pole. That's where it always tears apart because that's the weakest area. So if it was going to be a storm that just randomly tore the curtain, it would have torn from the bottom and it would not have torn from the top. So essentially this was two, for lack of a better phrase, great hands reaching to the temple and tearing the, literally tearing the curtain apart, removing the Levitical break, the Levitical division between a believer and the presence of God. And so when you look at the Old Testament, you always find the Spirit of God working in those who are um, uh, called into the priesthood or who were prophets or who were judges or who were kings, those who were serving God at what we would call a high level. I mean, that's overly simplified, but you, you, you get the point. Um, and so now we exist and we're reminded constantly through the New Testament that we are now today a kingdom of priests. We are now all servants of God. We are all what was. We, we exist today at, with the benefit of what was only for a few in the, in the Old Testament. So that dividing yeah, let's, line. Um, let's put that up, George. First Peter yeah. 2 9. You have that one. Uh, uh, but you are. A, see. Uh, you got it? I'll wait to read until you got it up. I, I, I do believe I have it. I just have to. Yeah. There it is. You're a chosen people. There we go. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So think about this. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. So what was the job, as George just mentioned, of the priest? Mm -hmm. Well, the priest brought that sacrificial offering into the Holy of Holies, right? Into um, the God's presence. And so, um, yeah. where did what led? Where was that curtain blocking off? Where was it leading into that was torn from top to bottom into the, the Holy, Holy of Holies? Holies? Yeah. And so, we, yep. through what Jesus did on the cross, not only become a royal priesthood, but that curtain is torn from top to bottom. That, that barricade, that, 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 um, chasm has been crossed. Yep. And, 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 and removed that we can come in now and have that access, um, which ties directly into operating in the spiritual gift and what God has called us to. Yeah. Cause the, the priesthood, it, it wasn't just the people in, in, in the Levitical tradition. I mean, you have to remember that the priesthood's, the, the, the responsibility of priesthood was the, was the preservation 
and the proclamation of, of the words of God. So this included uh, the judges because people would come to come to the judges to hear the word of God in the midst of their situation. It included the prophets. It included um, uh, included the, the, the people in the Levitical tradition, but it also included the kings, you know, uh, the, the, the people leading the people of God. I mean, this was it's it wasn't just those who who served in the temple it was those who served god in official capacity and now we find out that all believers serve god in an official capacity whether you agree with it or not because someone at work at home at the gym wherever wherever you are when they find out you're a christian they are now evaluating your life on whatever they know to be true about being a christian right That's wrong true. or indifferent irrelevant so you are serving God one way, shape, or form. You're either serving him well or you're serving him badly. You pick, you know. But, you know, when we go back to these these uh, offices are given for the uh, uh, for the edification of the body, for the, for, the, for the work of the ministry, these offices exist as those who are there to help impart and release these gifts and encourage these gifts in the life of of. Uh, I, I'm just going to say an everyday believer. Just, it's it's a it's a horrible way to say it, but that's the only only word that's coming to my mind. Um, you know, um, <coughs> but that's that's the idea. So to say that the gifts of the Spirit are a New Testament thing is clearly wrong. But to also say that they died out at the end of the first century, you you you're forced with the uh, with this inconsistency. With if these were the methods, because you can find all of the gifts of the Spirit as listed in, in the New Testament in the Old Testament without any issue at all. They're 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 so blatant; it's all over the place that these are here, that these are there. Um, so why is it that the method that God would use to empower and and edify and move His people forward suddenly came to a rapid halt after the conclusion? of the forgiveness of sin, the redemption uh, of the individual, at the moment where the message is the easiest to attain, why would God remove the tools that he has always used in his people to push that message forward? It would be be ridiculous, you know? And, and the truth is that even the most rock-ribbed cessationists, when you look at them and, and they say, none of these gifts are for today, and you ask them, have you ever had a sick relative? You know, has your church ever prayed for anybody to be healed? Have you ever asked God to provide for you? You know, because giving is a spiritual gift. If you read this, read the, the, the section, you know, and they would always say yes, you know, because they know, you know, even John MacArthur would say God still heals. He would just say he, but there's no healers. Right. You know, so he's, what he's saying is the same thing that a continuationist would say is the right application of the gift. So we're not saying that, you know, we're, we're in agreement that it happens. We're just in, we're just not in agreement in, in what we call it. And we know that there are abuses on our side where people have claimed these things as their own and that they wield them and they, sure. and that the Holy Spirit serves them and them alone. And we know that that's not accurate, but that doesn't negate the gift. You know, it actually makes the gift more valid because God is still at work whether or not we're faithful or not. Amen. Amen. And it's a great, I love what you just said because it really is a picture. It's an awesome picture to say that, you know, 
God's plan of 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 redemption through His Son, of 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 bringing us to making us a royal priesthood, bringing us to able to go into the holy of holies, mm-hmm. to to go to the throne of grace. You know, I love that. I love that passage. That was always His plan, and to enable us to be able to operate in those gifts, us being the conduit, Him operating through us, yep. so that. The gospel could be continued so that people could be reached so that, um, people, you know, that you would, you would, you would reach someone with the need that they have at that moment. So their hearts are open to hearing God's word because so yeah. oftentimes that's how these gifts are used is that yeah. God uses them in such a way to get somebody's attention. And so I just think it's, I think, it, I think it's awesome. And you know, you, you, um, you, you look at this and you just go, God has been, you know, planning this out and has had this in place since the beginning. And, you know, we're coming into the fullness of this. In fact, it's exciting that we live in, an, a, a, in a day and age when God's son has came and um, has, has been the one time Passover lamb, um, you know, to, to, for, for, to cover our sins and to fulfill those prophecies and um, that we get to function in this time um, is really just amazing. And just, I just think it's, it's, Again, it's, it's, it's just mm-hmm. how an awesome of a God we serve. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. George, do you have, um, first Corinthians 12 that you can put up? Cause we're going to talk about something else. Yes. Uh, um, so I have one through four and then seven through 11. I'm not really Let's sure. Let's go one through four. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I think I, uh, I think it actually is one through six, even though it says one through four. It is one through six. Oh, um, there we go. So, yep. Yeah, so um, that is my typo, ladies and gentlemen. That was me. So, um, but so so you know now about the gifts of the spirit, brothers and sisters. I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the spirit of God says Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and and everyone is the same God at work. And so he he, that alone. So there's two things on this. One is, you know, he's saying there's different kinds of gifts. Now, if you go to the next verse, we don't um, if you want to pop that up, George, you can. Yeah. Hang hang on a quick second. Yeah, because we're going to talk through this. Yeah. That last line is why I don't believe that this is a comprehensive list. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is part of the reason why I wanted to put that up is because it does, it's, it's, you know, he's the next verses. He gives examples. I don't think it's, I don't think it's comprehensive. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that that always makes me, makes me uh, smile is remembering how Paul wrote most of his letters. They were, they were dictated to someone who was writing. So now, Sometimes when, when we sit down and we're typing something out, we can be very thought provoking. You know, we can be very careful with our words. We can be very, very delineated. But the spirit is working through Paul. And basically, Paul's having a hard time with his eyes. So someone is writing for him because he can't see. And so Paul is essentially pacing back and forth in this, in this space, wherever he is, taught that basically speaking this out. And I can almost hear the frustrations. Now, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be ignorant like you used to be. You know, when we talk about spiritual gifts and I can, I can almost basically, you know, based on what you know about Paul, you know, that he, he had, he had a little bit of a grump, 
aggressiveness to him. You know, he was a little, a little assertive and I can hear him kind of getting, getting worked up. And maybe this is just my own imagination going and I'm fine. I'm sure. So I'm sure that'll offend somebody because I'm good at that. And he says, you know, but there's different gifts. It's the same spirit, different kinds of service, but the same Lord, but they're all given for the same purpose. And then he goes into this. That's exactly right. He goes into saying now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good to one. There is given through the spirit, a message of wisdom to another, a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by that one spirit to another miraculous powers. What that's is interesting. That's the, I mean, miraculous powers. I mean, I mean, that pretty much can cover just about anything if you think about it, because, you know, I mean, how just amazing God is to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different tongue, kind of tongues, and, and to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. And so this is, again, the other thing with this is Paul is writing this, now to the church. So if you're, if you're going to go back to the beginning of our discussion, um, and, um, talk about the fact that people are like, well, it ended with the apostles or, or Paul. It ended with, um, you know, with these subset of people. And George, this is something that you had shared. I'm going to, I'm going to use your thunder, um, for my phrases. Great. So, but, but, uh, <laughs> And now a quotation by Pastor George Gray. Uh, if, if these gifts are ending after Paul, essentially, why is he sharing them in his letters with the church? If they're going to go away, why on yeah. earth is he detailing all of this? I don't think it's a comprehensive list. I agree with you on that, George. But I also th- say, why are you listing any of them? If, in fact, when Paul is gone or when the remaining uh, apostles are, are and disciples are gone at that point, that they're not going to be around, what is the point for, for that? And so I think it's one more area where you can say it doesn't make any sense, um, you know, that um, it's just going to end all yeah. of a sudden um, because, again, you're, Paul's going out of his way to make sure people not only understand this, but have a good doctrine on it and a good foundation on it. So, yeah. well, and we got to remember that Paul is writing this to people he's not with. He's not saying yes, this is what hap- right. this is what God does in my life when I'm with you. He's letting he's explaining to them where the credit for what's already going on in their life should go. This is the workings that God is doing that God is doing in your life. This is what they're for, and this is who the credit should go to. He's, he's not saying at some point in time, if you're good enough, if you're awesome enough, if you're spiritual enough, this may happen in your life. But when I die, you're totally screwed. You know, I mean, that's, it's got, it's so got nothing to do with it. He's, he's no. redirecting their attention because when they were pagans, and it's important, this is important for us as, as charismatics to remember, pagan churches, cults, and, you know, and, and demonic religions all have these same things in them. You know, I've mentioned this before. If you go to a Kundalini service, um, um, you'll see prophecy, you'll see healing, you'll see tongues, you'll see things that look very much like a charismatic service. But we know that they're they're fake because those manifestations are all about the individual, and that's the difference. In the charismatic tradition, if we're following Scripture, it's not about me and what I've achieved. It's about the Spirit who's working in me. 
So that's that, that's that goes back to that different where it's through you, not to you kind of a thing. Um, that's right. But that's that. But that's the difference. So like all of these things, Paul's saying, when you were pagans, you used to see these types of things. But now you need to know that as a believer, this is not about you. This is for the common good. This is for the benefit of those around you. And this is what the Spirit is going to do. So when these things are happening in your life, you go with them, but you give glory and honor to the Spirit of God where it belongs. You know? Amen. Amen. And at, at and, the, and, go ahead. You know, and, and at the same time, if you get to the end of 12, uh, let me get back over here. Uh, when, when people are, you know, those people who like to, we're just saying people who use them as qualifiers. You know, when you get to the end and, South, and uh, Paul says, now you are the body of Christ and members individually, and God has appointed these in the church. He's talking about spiritual gifts still. You know, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers. Uh, after that, miracles and gifts of healing, helps, administration, voices and tongues. Uh, but he says, are all apostles? And of course, the answer is no. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Are all workers of miracles? No. Do all have the gifts of healing? No. Do all speak in tongues? No. Do all interpret? No. He says, but earnestly desire the best gifts. So we're supposed to desire. Paul is encouraging a, a group of Christians who he is not there to manage, to pursue the gifts of the Spirit, but reminding them, you may not get what you're going for. You know, and at the same time, and I, I want you to share this story because you you were actually closer to it than I was. Um, there are people who receive gifts who have no idea they have them. Do you remember the story I'm thinking of? <laughs> I do. When we were uh, when we were the church together in Watertown, there was a gentleman. Uh, George and I were there. Um, there was a gentleman that we I was friends with. He was just you know he's a guy that attended all the time. And um, you know a- after church, you know a bunch of the guys and gals would get together yep. and be having conversation. And during church, there was a prophecy in tongues, and so someone was uh, spoken tongues. And it wasn't just a, a, a right almost on the on the heels of that or within seconds of that, um, somebody interpreted it, interpreted the prophecy. And it was powerful. I, I don't remember what it was, but it was very, very profitable. Uh, profitable. It was very, very powerful. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, prof- it was profitable. Yeah, for the, you yeah, know, for, yeah, you know. So, uh, um, and... So afterwards, we're talking about it, and, and there's two or three of us in a group, and, and uh, um, I said, man, oh, man, that, uh, that prophecy... That was something else, wasn't it? And the guy looks at me and goes, yeah, both times they said it. And I went, uh, buddy, did you hear it in English twice? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, just so you know, they said it in tongues the first time and they interpreted it in English the second time. But I think you were hearing the interpretation and the the gift of interpretation for that. And he looks at me and he goes, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense now. I wondered why they said the same exact thing twice. And he had heard it perfectly twice, which was a super cool confirmation that the interpretation was correct. But he was operating in a gift that he, he didn't no even idea. know he was operating in. Yep. He just assumed that it was must have been important enough that they should repeat exactly yep. what they just said. Yep. Um, not realizing that probably the rest of the church, obviously somebody heard it in English as well yep. because they were able to give the interpretation or they were yeah. getting the download from the Holy Spirit. Yep. But and it, it's interesting cool. because uh, this, this particular gentleman was typically viewed as someone who is relatively simple. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, you know I mean, not... 
not he, sophisticated, not, you know, he just as a yep. faithful believer showing yep. up all the time. He wasn't operating in all kinds of gifts. He was just there and loved yep. the Lord. And, yep. um, you know, he, he wasn't would, somebody that was in leadership at all. Yeah. He would have never stood up and said, I have the interpretation. Never, never, never. But he was the validation. He certainly was and didn't even know it until until I yeah. said to him, wasn't that board powerful? And he's like, yeah, yeah. both times. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah, it's it's too bad it wasn't real. That's because it's, it's, obviously this was a demonic thing because gifts aren't for today. <laughs> yeah, you had me going there for a minute. I was like, what are you talking about? Uh Oh, we're about to go off on a tangent. What's going to happen? Uh, yeah. You know. So, no, it's 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 and I think that that brings up um Another really great point is that you know if if God has gifted you in in, in one of these is in one of these gifts if He's put His finger on it and again you might be operating in more than one um, certainly Paul's comment is to 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 pursue them but don't again it's not you're not pursuing them for your own edification or platform it's you're pursuing them so that yeah and so that you can be used to further God's further the gospel and further God's kingdom mm-hmm. I mean that's really what it boils down to and everything and so but. You know, you'll find yourself, um, and pay attention to this, especially if you felt the, you know, the Holy Spirit kind of is putting his finger on something in your life, so to speak. Um, you'll find yourself, if you have a gift of healing, you'll encounter situations where people need prayer and need healing. And it won't just be your family and friends. You'll run into somebody somewhere or somebody will share something with you out of the blue about somebody that you can pray for. If you're, you know, if you're, if you've got a, a gift of encouragement, you know, you'll run into situations where you're, where God just puts you in people's paths because he's going to, administer that mm-hmm. gift through you and you're going to encourage that person or you're going to have a gift of faith where you come in and stand with them and you know really um you know stand in that gap to believe for something that they are believing for um you might have a, a a word of knowledge for someone that is exactly what they need to make a decision or to encourage them or it just lets them know i, I remember i won't go into the story but um i got a prophecy with me over one time and the guy said Speaking, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, from the Lord and, and says, I know, I know, I've heard your cry. And he repeated the exact thing I had said to the Lord in private the night before. And mm-hmm. I mean, I was just like, <gasps> but it, 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 that prophecy encouraged me that God heard me. So it was a, it was a God has really did hear my cry when I was literally kneeling in a stairwell in a church crying out to the Lord. And so, as you operate in these gifts or as God uses you in these gifts, pay attention because um, especially if you have one that's kind of a dominant gift in your life, you're going to run into situations where you're going to have opportunities to for the for the greater good to to really um, minister to someone and touch someone's life. And, you know, it might be the exact moment where you can share the gospel with them. It might be the moment where they mm-hmm. kind of get a fire reignited in them to, to really start to move again. Or it might just be that you're helping them along the path and they're solid, uh, really solid in the Lord, but you're helping them you know, on their walk with the Lord to fulfill their calling. And uh, that's where, you know, a lot of these gifts will work with each other because um, again, God's it's, it's many gifts. It's one body and it's, yeah. it's, it's one God and one spirit. So, yeah. And just, just, and just, just re- remembering that we approach these things with humility, you know, and not, uh, not, not anything else. It's if the warning in, and I wish I'd, I'd gotten the, the, the verse up, maybe I'll, I'll find it, but the warning in Matthew seven has, it, it has stuck in my mind for so, for so long, um, that, uh, 
uh, it, it's one of the things that actually causes me to to have a check in my in my own heart whenever I think I'm going to be used in anything. Uh, when it says, "Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven," and that makes me, that just stops me in my tracks. Like, okay, so we're talking about salvation. We're talking about like being a member of the household of God and not. And it says, "But, but." And he says, but he who does the will of my, but he who does the will of my father in heaven. So there are those who are thinking, thinking they're going to heaven and they're not because they're not doing the will of my father who is in heaven like this. Okay. So w- what is this? And in, in John chapter three, when Jesus says, you know, I've, I, I've, I, I didn't come, you know, I, I came, uh, uh, I came so that those, uh, uh, that people would be saved, you know, their forgiveness, their sins would be forgiven, that they would be reborn of the spirit talk in that conversation with Nicodemus and, it, it makes sense that that's the will of the of, of my Father in heaven that we bring that message of gospel, of the gospel to the world. And Paul says, "Confess with your mouth that Jesus, the Lordship of Christ, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and you should be saved." Like that. That's it. There's the gospel in a nutshell. But then he says, "Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name?" And that is, in a nutshell, the desire of a lot of people in our own tradition in the charismatic pentecostal tradition to chase to chase that as a validation of their faith instead of chasing doing the will of my father and using those gifts as tools in the process like this is how i these are these are these are these are tools in my bag that i can use in the service of doing the will of my father who is in heaven as opposed to, if I chase these, then I'm doing the will of my Father who is in heaven because I'm chasing a gift instead of utilizing the gift in the process of chasing after God. Well, and you, know? you take the rest of that verse, George, and yeah. depart from me, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. Yeah. So this is not, you know, if anybody wants to... to, to not a small to, thing. It's not as, as, you know, I'll give a, I'll give a, a, a kind of a, a simple definition of iniquity, but I mean, it's essentially, I'm sinning. I'm okay with it. In fact, I like it and I'm continuing it with it on purpose because I am enjoying it. I mean, that's pretty yeah. much, you know, again, it's a simple definition, but you know, and, and it goes to show you, you know, there can be both sides to that. It's like that, that those, um, Services that you were talking about, not services, they're, they're the, the Kundalini's, yeah, yeah, of, of the enemy. But you know, there are there are um, gifts that not gifts, but there are things that healings that happen, things that happen that are of the enemy yep. leading people astray. But yep. at the same time, you could have well intentioned um, people that that think they're operating under God, and you know what? Though they may even be encouraging and healing and prophesying accurately to someone. But they're not connected in their heart to God at all. You know, yeah. one thing I know is that God's, and I'm not, again, I'm not um, legitimizing it. I'm not justifying. It. I'm just saying it's okay. I think we need to be careful and watch those people's yeah. um, lives when, when, when there's a check in our spirit. But, you know, God isn't going to be mocked and he's also not going to be limited. So he could use someone um, to further his kingdom, to reach someone, to share the gospel that, you know, isn't, isn't connected to him. But they look like they're operated and connecting into him. And I think that's the, that's yeah. the thing where we always, and that's why I go back to the very beginning, um, where I say, um, of the, of, of this, this whole discussion we've started, um, is that it's got to be in check with the Lord. It has yeah. to always be in check with the Lord, understanding authority, operating in 
your relationship with the Lord, listening to Holy Spirit. So we need to, the bottom line is, is that we need to, to be watching. We need to be careful, um, to, to, to be discerning, to ask for the Holy Spirit's, um, wisdom and discernment as we're listening, um, to others and, and, and watching them use those gifts. But what our responsibility is first and foremost is to make sure that we have the right heart to make sure that we have the right motives and that we are, um, we're not seeking a position for ourselves. We're not seeking edification for ourselves. We're not looking to elevate ourselves or create a platform for ourselves. But what we're looking to do is be able to be used by God. What an awesome opportunity we have as sons and daughters of the true living God and, and to be able to be used by him um, operating in the gifts that that were enabled to us through what Jesus did on the cross, um, so that we can continue the gospel and, and further God's kingdom. Yeah, I had a, a something. I said something in a message a while ago. Uh, well, it's not something. I'll tell you what it is. Um, but it was one of those like off the cuff moments where you go, "Oh, wow, that was really good. I only remember that." And we were talking about our desires for our lives and our desires to be served by God. And, and what I had said was, my desire is to be used greatly and forgotten quickly. Huh. And I, I just, I just, I just kind of went on. And I, and you know, it's like when I was, and this was back when I was editing the message videos before they went on the website. So I had to listen to it again because I didn't catch it the, 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 the very first time. I, I thought, well, that was pretty good. And I just went along. And then I was listening to it and I was like, oh my gosh, that was, that was that was that was a that was a spirit inspired moment, you know. I, I my desire is to serve God greatly and be forgotten quickly. To to do everything I can to move him forward and to quickly get out of the way so that the next person can come up. Yes. You know? Yes. You know? yeah. Uh, it, yeah. If, if I'm remembered it's because the Lord the Lord had me remembered, not because yeah. I created something, you know, to yeah. to make myself remembered. Yeah. And there's there's so many people who are out there chasing after these these spiritual moments because they want to leave some sort of legacy, you know, of their name, you know, well, you know, I want to be remembered for my service to the Lord. Why? When you think in heaven, there's going to be like a, you know, like a wall of plaques, you know, and thus we come to the Joe Turk and George Gray podcast. What a dismal failure. You know I mean? Is it, is it, are we, wait a minute. <laughs> why if the, why if you're making this joke, did it have to be a dismal failure? I don't even, you know, seriously, if, as long as it's not true and you're joking, it could have been like, what an epic success. Yeah. But you, you know, <laughs> what a dismal failure. And why, why is the angel or whoever's speaking in heaven using a old English accent also. I want to know. Because everyone uh, in heaven is English. Everyone knows that. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. no, I, 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 I it, it is funny. It is funny because, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, listen, I, I we have, we know, you know, I want my name written in the book of life. I want to, I want to store up treasures in heaven. That's good um, enough You know, for me. we, we know, we know what, you know, what the, the word says and, you know, if we're remembered on this earth or not remembered, um, the, the most important thing is that, um, you know, our hearts were in the right place to serve the Lord and with all our hearts, mind, soul, and strength. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So when we come back to the question, are the gifts of the spirit still for today? When you have this, there, there's one group that says no, as long as we understand why they're there, we can, in, in fact, engage them in fruitful conversation where we can possibly help them function and activate, well, I, I hate using that term, function in gifts. I and, uh, and, and you know why, and I'm going to leave that there. Uh, they, when they, because uh, we don't really activate anything, where they can function and embrace being used by God within these gifts 
even if they don't know, yes. even if they're unaware of what they are. You know, because like anything yes. else, it just even if someone if someone doesn't have a Bible but they have a heart for God, God is still going to use them in these gifts, whether or not they can define them or not. So maybe That's we, right. we want maybe, God to activate them in our lives. We don't have a say in that, but we right. can not operate in them and right. and and absolutely um, not function in them. And so it's all it goes back to all being plugged into the source. Yep, exactly. Yep. So they're here, but they're not ours. They're His. We serve Him. And uh, the power all comes from him. The glory all goes back to him. And, you know, what, what else is there to be to, to, to be said? We, we exist to be used by God in whatever way he sees fit. And if that means as someone moving the gift of healing, awesome. If we're imparting the gift of prophecy, awesome. If we're being used to ad- administrate something or just bring faith to someone, awesome. Whatever that gift is makes absolutely no difference because we are just here to serve God greatly and then be quickly forgotten. 